0: It was in the days before cell phones, before Whistling Swan Productions. Katie, my wife, and my son Patrick, who was then five years old, and my daughter Mary, who was one, we couldn't get out of town fast enough. We had just finished the school year or I had, I was a teacher, and I was heading to Sitka because in Sitka, I was going to go to the Writers' Symposium, and most importantly, I was going to get in shape. I was going to run every day and kayak every afternoon and right in between. So I couldn't wait. So two days, two days after leaving Anchorage, we found ourselves sleeping in Cottonwood Creek Campground in the Yukon, and it's all four of us packed into a gray tent. And the thing that happened was we slept great until about 6 a.m. I could hear those ruby crown kinglets calling, and I got up and I had to take a leak. So I went and I found, I went out, and lo and behold, right across from our tent was a restroom. And I went in there and I took my leak and I looked, and oh my gosh, I was really excited because there was a shower which meant I could go for my workout right away. I didn't have to wait to Sitka. So I took off right down, right out of the campground, right down the Alcan Highway. It was awesome. It was a windy road. It was about speed limit, 30 kilometers an hour. It was like Kalani Lake on one side, cliffs leading into Kalani Lake, big cliffs. On the other side, there was rock and there was bushes. The warblers were singing. I was trying to tell what warbler songs there were. I was just going along. I was feeling great. I was so proud of myself for season today. And as I was going, I was heading towards Sheep Mountain where I had seen sheep in on 1976 when I drove up there on the Greyhound bus. And I thought I was hearing some howling, and maybe it was wolves and coyotes. And in the back of my ears, I could hear in the distance gravel gravel on the gravel road I heard car wheels on the gravel road and I just didn't think anything of it because I was running and I was on the side of the road that's facing the traffic. And so this guy was on the other side of the road. So I kept running and all of a sudden I felt a bump. And I said, uh oh something I just got hit by a car. Like (laughs) and I said this could be serious. I felt my body go up in the air. And usually, in my mind, if you ever got hit by a car, you know your mind goes really fast. I said, I could die. And I went up, and I fell down. And when I fell down, I was so happy because I didn't see any blood or feel any blood. I was still awake. And then I took my leg, and I pushed. And it was obvious that my leg was broken. That thrilled me because something had to happen when I got hit by the car. And then I looked... (laughs) And my arm, my arm hurt like hell. And I said, that's all there is. I got a broken leg in my arm. I'm lucky. And then I turned around and I looked and I saw the car. The car was kind of doing one of these windy things. It was kind of like trying to gain control. And I looked at the guy and I said, stop you fucker! (laughs) And magically he stopped. (laughs) And he started rolling back towards me and I said, Oh, shit, he's going to destroy the evidence. (laughs) So I rolled towards the gutter. And I rolled over, and the car came, and it didn't hit me. And it stopped, and it was like one of these beater cars. It was an old sedan, maybe 1962, black and scratched up. And the guy came out. He come running out, and he looks at me, and he had, like, long hair and a kind of a little funky beard. And he had one of these pullover... You know, deals like a a poncho, like you get in a roadside stand in California that's all woven. You know the kind. And and he's looking at me. He's saying, "I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man." And I'm saying, "Never mind. You gotta help me. You gotta help me." I said, "Get some blankets. Get something out of your car and cover me so I don't go into shock." And he kept saying, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And I'm saying, "This guy is useless." So, luckily, in about two minutes, another guy came, and other people came. And one guy said, I'm going to radio. He said, I'll radio the ambulance right away. I'll radio them. They'll come up and I'll help you. And I said, Oh, good. Thank God. And then other people started coming. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there. So I get called. And maybe 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes go by. No ambulance. By then, the guy's still telling me he's sorry. I said, Leave. Get out of here. You know, take off. So he got his car, took off. And then I said, Look, Look! you know, there was a, there was a, a van that pulled up and had Dutch plates. It was from Holland. I said, I'm going to start going to shock. You've got to pick me up and put me in that van where it's warm. And the guy said, we called the ambulance. He said, the, the ambulance is just sitting down there. It was the ending. I just passed it. It's sitting outside the clinic. And I said, they called it. It didn't come. And so he said, I'll go find out. I'll go get it. So he went down. And about 10 minutes later, the ambulance showed up. And when the ambulance showed up, I said, you know, what happened? And so what had happened when they radioed the ambulance, they said, the the nurse who took the phone call, what they said to the nurse was, "Uh, someone who was out for a jog has got hit by a car. What the nurse heard was, a dog has got hit by the car. (laughs) So she was going around to place to place a burrow ash landing to borrow a shotgun to come and put me out of my misery. Oh, my God. Well, they stuffed me into the ambulance. And I was so happy then because the ambulance a guy inside that helped me, and he was getting morphine to me and everything. I was feeling great. And he was the grizzly bear biologist for Kalani National Park. Fabulous stories. Oh, it was great. But then I started thinking, the Alcan Highway is on, like, 2,213 miles. Now, why and how Could, in 2,213 miles, this guy end up at the exact moment that I was there and hit me? And I started feeling kind of unlucky. But then the thing that happened was this. I found out the guy got stopped by the Canadian Mounted Police. And they were wondering the same thing too. (laughs) They said, how did this accident happen? Well, the guy fell asleep at the wheel. And when he fell asleep at the wheel, he crashed into me. And I woke him up. (laughs) So he didn't crash into the lake or into the rocks. So I started feeling really lucky then. Because, think of it, I got hit by a car 200 kilometers from the nearest hospital and I survived. Not only that, because I happened to be in this very space at this very time on this 2,213 mile road, I got to save somebody's life.